Hey folks, welcome to the Natural Medic Adventures. I'm your host, Craig, Natural Medic, and I'm glad that you are here. On this channel, we talk about hiking, backpacking, etc. Adventures to get you outdoors and enjoy those activities safely. This week, we're talking about foot care. So without further ado, let's get started. Now, you don't have to operate a car, of course, and know all the ins and outs, but you may want to know some you know, more ins and outs about your body. Our propulsion device is our feet. That is how we get around throughout uh, our day, whether we're you know, at work, we're at home, we're hiking, whatever we're doing. Now, I am a paramedic. I'm not a, a doctor, podiatrist, or anything like that. So this is not medical advice. This is just some basic anatomy. We had to take anatomy courses when I was a paramedic student. Anyway, so inside of our foot, we have 28 bones. Multiply that times two. That means a quarter of the bones of the body are in our two feet. That's a lot of bones. Additionally, we have 30 joints and 100 tendons and connecting pieces in there. One of our biggest connecting pieces is called the plantar fascia, which kind of goes in the front of the toe or the front of the foot here and connects to the to the heel, kind of in the arch area. The foot is divided up into three parts. We have the forefoot, the midfoot, and the hind foot. Okay? With all that being said, you know, the foot is kind of a complex, and we don't want small problems to develop into bigger problems. What is our first line of defense as far as foot care goes? That would be socks. I'm wearing some Darn tough socks. I've hiked on these quite a bit. Also have some, I got these out of the Karen subscription box. Cloudline, which is also a merino wool. I believe most of these are blends. If not, I'll correct it into, on the screen here. These are very comfortable cushion socks. The nice thing about wool is wool does not hold moisture. It will still insulate when it does have some wicking ability so it wicks it away from your skin eventually your wet feet whether you're hiking in the springtime the summertime the fall or the winter you know your feet are going to sweat no matter what kind of shoes you have we'll talk about those in a little bit whatever conditions you are in your feet are going to sweat that's just the nature of feet the best thing to do is to hike in wool socks i would not recommend hiking in cotton socks because cotton absorbs moisture it tends to rub. The more your feet are, the more apt they are to develop blisters. These darn tough socks, I like these because they have a lifetime guarantee. If they ever wear out, tear, rip, have a hole in them, they'll replace them. Cloudline, like I said, I got those in a subscription box. I've hiked in those a bunch of times. They're pretty comfortable. I like those. also have a pair of smart wool socks. And sometimes, I'll throw these Coolmax liners on underneath any of these socks to add kind of an additional layer, especially in the summertime. I live in Texas, so in the summertime, I'm sweating all over, especially my feet. So the more wicking ability I have, the more comfortable my feet can be. Okay, so the next thing to think about is what about preventative, you know, lotions and balms and things like that. There's a lot of those out there. But this came from a subscription box as well, probably from Karen. 
It's green goo first aid bomb. So you can just, if you have a hot spot on your foot, probably all of us have had a hot spot. A hot spot is the development of blister. It's just kind of a red spot, and it kind of feels like where that friction is just rubbing on your foot. You can put a little bit of bomb on that to, to doctor that up and make that, you know, reduce that friction. You can also use uh, the Body Glide. They have a one specifically for feet, but this one on the body can be used any part of the body. In between the legs where you have chafing, uh, on the feet, armpits, whatever. And there's one actually especially for the toes here that somebody gave me called Trail Toes. And it's just a little bomb that you can put on your feet in between your toes and it helps. I don't use it as much during this time of year. It's December 2021 right now. We had some hot days recently, but generally it's not nearly as bad, you know, in the non-summer months in Texas. I don't usually have to use this stuff as often. Additionally, you can, if you develop a spot, you can apply things like KT tape. Whoops. Which KT tape comes in a big strip like this. It's just a little cloth strip, and you can cut it and put it over your foot like this in the hot spot area, wherever it happens to be, to reduce that friction as well. If you do develop a blister, what you can do is any hiking type first aid kit, I've got a couple different ones here from Adventure Medical Kit, they're going to have moleskin or something similar to that. And moleskin, if you can see here on the camera, typically it's going to be in different shapes and the center pops out. If it's a small blister, you can you can peel that, that center portion out, put that over the top of your blister, kind of make a cushion so that blister will not rupture and it doesn't hurt as much. It still may hurt, but it's not going to be as much pain as it was before. Now you do have this option too, which is called a hydrocolloid gel blister cushion. This one is actually from Walmart. And some other companies do make these as well. Okay, there we go. It's just a padded cushion that goes actually over the blister and all. Usually these things will stay on. I used the KT one before and it stayed on my foot after I got a blister. More than a week. And it was comfortable and I couldn't feel the blister really and I could walk on it just fine. Now most of these in additional to the moleskin or other type of blister uh, treatment, most of them also are going to have a safety pin. When should you lance your blister? That's kind of a up in the air kind of, kind of deal. But if you're going to lance your blister, use a needle or a safety pin. Make sure you sterilize it with either alcohol or get a lighter and burn the end. Make sure there's no bacteria or bad stuff in there. Then stick it in there, pop that blister. Generally speaking, if you're going to pop a blister, what I would probably recommend, what I've researched and read about, is only to pop those ones that are definitely going to rupture on their own. If you have a big huge blister like say an inch or larger on the bottom of your foot or the heel or wherever, you can pop that sucker. You can get a pair of nail clippers to trim that extra skin off and then cover it up with a sterile dressing. It's going to pop anyway, more than likely, so you might want to get rid of it. That's kind of an up to you kind of decision. The other line of defense is to have good fitting shoes. Now, I'm not going to enter into the debate about you know what is better, a trail runner or a hiking boot, or something else for that matter. That's kind of the main dividing camp a lot of 
hikers and backpackers are in. I hike only in trail runners, or I hike only in hiking boots, or, or I just hike in sandals, or whatever. Your feet are your feet, so make, make sure that you go to a reputable store, and you have a specialist you can talk to. Let them help you fit the right shoes to you. Now, for example, these are some trail runners that I picked up. They're by Salomon. They are the Cross or Speed Cross Fours. They don't have laces, they just have a pull deal in there. Before I put them on, though, I'm going to whip this. This is the insole. This is the insole that came with it. Still looking fairly okay. These are ones that were in the shoe to begin with. You can see that it has pretty good arch support for a stock deal. A lot of people like to put in an aftermarket insole, and that's a great idea. A lot of these shoes, even the ones that come from the reputable hiking and trail running type companies, they may not have the best insole. So you want to have that, that good arch support because that prevents your plantar fasciitis, that prevents a lot of other issues from happening. Because when we're walking around, that arch on our foot kind of serves as a spring. It kind of cushions that load as we're walking around, and that's a good thing to have. Now, as far as shoes and how they fit, now this one doesn't tie. just has a little pull string with a little zip deal right there. I'm going to put both of them on so you can see that. Using the summertime, especially around here, I'm hiking in these because they're very lightweight and breathable because, like I said, my feet are super sweaty because it's Texas is hot. And I like to wear these. These are 12 and a half. So I normally wear, depending on the brand, of course, I wear a 12. In order to have a good fit, with your shoes, here's kind of general guidelines. I'll do a closer up video for this as well. As far as the toe goes, my toe is approximately, it's at least one finger, one of my long fingers, my index fingers, width from the end of my toe to the end of the shoe. Because as you go out through your day, your shoe, or excuse me, your feet could swell up, especially when it's, you know, there's been a lot of stress put on them, they're going to swell up. They want to have room for expansion. Now on the back of the shoe, you want to be able to put your finger in there and make sure that it fits. It should be a snug fit. You shouldn't be able to go wiggle it around. You should be able to get it in there. If you can't get it in there, your shoe is probably too tight. If you can get it in there and wiggle it, it's probably too loose. If it's like mine is right here, that's just about perfect. That's a perfect fit. Of course, just to throw that out there, the advantage of having trail runners, there's no break-in period. Pretty much you can put them on and wear them, and they dry out quickly. They're very light. The downside of them, they do wear out quickly, more quickly than a hiking boot does. But that's a, that's a trade-off. The other shoes I have here are the Keen... I'm not sure of the exact model here, but these are Keen uh, Mid Hikers, and they are uh, waterproof. They have the Keen Dry little uh, little booty in here. But similar to, I would imagine, to Gore-Tex, a waterproof breathable membrane. 
Now these offer a little bit more support in the winter time. They're going to be a little warmer. Doesn't get super cold here in Texas like it does maybe in the Rocky Mountains or the Midwest or something, but it does get cool sometimes and definitely the warmth is appreciated. But you put these on, it's the same deal. The end of my toe is right there. I've got about uh, half an inch. Oh, sorry, <laughs> wrong finger. My toe is right here. So it's right there. Plenty of room to move around, plenty of room in case my feet swell. On the back here, I insert my finger, and it's a nice snug fit. I can get it in there. No worries. That's pretty much what we're talking about as far as the fit of your shoe. As I said, get a professional, somebody at REI, somebody at one of the you know good shoe stores, somebody that knows what they're talking about, to get them to fit you to you know, the right shoe for you. I'm not gonna say a trail runner is, is the best one for you or a hiking boot. You're gonna have to find it out for yourself. <clears throat> now, as far as replacing your shoes, even if you have a good sturdy pair of hiking boots, they are gonna last probably a little bit longer than some trail runners. If you're wearing these like every day, wearing them quite often, the plane going over. Um, you're probably gonna re wanna replace these about every six months if you're doing regular wear. They're going to probably last longer if you're not wearing them that much. But about six months or so, the soles are going to be worn out probably on most of your shoes. Hiking boots, the sole probably will last a little bit longer than trail runners. The insole is going to wear out. If you're down to your, where you can't replace your shoes for whatever reason, if you're saving up or what have you, an easy fix, of course, is just to replace the insoles until you can replace the whole shoe. Buy you some time until you can get the next one. That was kind of a crash course in foot care. I hope that helped. If it did, love for you to give me the thumbs up. If you're listening on the podcast, I will put a link to the video in the show notes. I appreciate your, your listening. As always, if you have comments, questions, or just want to contribute to the community, Leave your comments down below. I will have links to all the products I discussed in the video today, so you can check them out for yourself. Some of those may be affiliate links, so I may get a little bit of a kickback, but it does help uh, help out the show. So I do appreciate you buying through those links. And uh, until next time, I'll see y'all out on the trail.